When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben Bolin. I hang out with Scott here at the same website on the very same show, uh, Ben Bolin and Scott Maverick, Benjamin, Maverick, right? Okay. You like that one? Yeah, I think it's kind of yeah, stylish. It's okay, you know? it's a little Top Gunnish. Well, you pulled a Maverick kind of move, you know. You just swallowed that gum. You know, well, I always swallow my gum right before we air, don't we? That's some trivia. Yeah. Trivia for the Every listeners. time. I always have gum in my mouth and uh, gulp. Scott, it's the end of the year. <laughs> it's the end of the year, and we've got to get uh, some of these some of these listener emails out into the public, right? Oh, this is my shame. I, uh, I I'm falling behind in listener mail again. But the good news is that I'm starting to clear out the uh, the archives here too, because uh, we've got a, co- a topic today. Um, I'll just I'll just throw it out there: the Gumball Three Thousand Rally. Okay, and oh, uh, go ahead. Gumball Three Thousand. Rally. Yeah. Okay. And it's a listener suggestion. In fact, it's a listener suggestion by five listeners. So this goes way back. And uh, like I said, I'm a little bit ashamed of that, but uh, it goes all the way back to, uh, well, actually August, August of this year. Well, we've been thinking about it. Yeah, I know. There's someone named Damon who suggested it um, in August. And let's see, I'll just go quickly through these five people. Um, John, who suggested it in, uh, oh, July. That was earlier than August, wasn't it? Okay, so July. It goes all the way back to July. Right. Um, <laughs> now that I look at it, I was reading this in reverse order. It goes further back than that. It goes all the way back to May. I refuse to feel bad so about way, this. <laughs> when I said all the way back to August, that was actually the most recent. Um, anyways, it goes all the way back to May. So th- uh, there's also Chris, who is from Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Um, Shane, who is... Uh, I'm not sure where Shane's from. Okay. Uh, Patrick... And Patrick's from Benicia, California. Uh-huh. I mentioned Damon already and um, John. So, to Damon, John, Chris, Shane, and Patrick. <laughs> Very good, Ben. Hey, no, I was I was yeah. cheating. I was writing it down. Right. Um, you guys, thanks so much for writing in. And today, uh, for you and everyone else uh, who is interested, we are going to talk a little bit about Gumball 3000 That's right. Rally. Yes. See, 3, okay, well, I mean, where do you want to start with this? Uh, boy, there's so much here. There's um, a lot. I guess if you want to, 
you want to say it this way that it's it's kind of and this is from their their own website. I mean, okay. I got a lot of the information from gumball3000.com. That's probably the best place to go for the info about the about the rally itself because that's where the founder posts and that's where mm-hmm. um, it was wife who's involved with the production is um, she, she's also posting material there. Um, there's photos, there's videos, there's merchandise. Um, there's you know the events that are planned, uh, the routes that are planned for this year, the routes that have been in the past, photo, uh, photos of the starting grid from years past. Um, so there's there's a lot of information on the Gumball 3000 website. I suggest you go there to get all of your you know all the details about this. Right. We'll just cover it in general here. I just want to I want to say that it, what it is is and it, this is according to them. It's not a race. It's it's a rally. So it's not a a. Um, well, Cannonball Run seemed more like a race, but it really wasn't. It was right. uh, it was also a similar rally, and that's the idea: is that this is kind of the the, the modern day incarnation of the Cannonball Run. Um, in fact, the, well, the movie Gumball Run came out prior to Cannonball Run, and it was like five years prior, maybe or something like that. Because I think Cannonball Run was in eighty one. Oh man, and, um, yeah. Gum- I I feel bad because that was one fact that I had memorized. Oh no. I already blew it for you. No, but, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't peek at your notes. I guess right. We so, should do that. We should do note peeking. Yeah, I guess. But I, yeah. So as you're easier. saying, uh, Gumball Run came out prior. Uh, Gumball Three Thousand. Gumball Three Thousand came out. Uh, yeah. It was or Gumball Rally. Uh, whatever. It came out five, like five years prior to Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the, this actual event, the Gumball Three Thousand event, didn't start until about 1999. See, when I when I read that, I was interested because it seemed to me, it, it seemed strange. I, I had, for some reason, I expected it to be older than it was. Mm-hmm. Well, probably the reason that it's not quite as old as you think it is is because it's run by someone who's relatively young. The the uh, the, the founder of this entire event, uh, he was born in 1972, so he's, pro- he's probably, what, 37 now? Is that right? Oh, wow. 37, 38? Young guy. Yeah, it depends on when his birthday falls, I guess. But um, his name is Maximilian Cooper. And he's a British citizen. He's uh, he's married. He has four children. Um, born in Stone, Staffordshire, and his dad is a drummer and an abstract painter. Is what it says about his uh, bio here. Now I'll tell you how he got the the funding to do something like this, and it's kind of an interesting story. In when he was seventeen, now this is right from their website still, the, okay. the bio information. Um, at seventeen, he was randomly spotted by a talent scout. And he was signed by the Elite Premier Model Agency, and subsequently appeared in advertising campaigns for Giorgio Armani. Ralph Lauren and Levi's. So, in other words, he had all kinds of modeling money yeah. happening early on in his life, um, and it kind of gave rise to this uh, this this taste for a, a real glamorous lifestyle, you know, the party and atmosphere, especially uh, you know, like that that British underground rock and roll. You know, it's really kind of a cool scene, I guess. And um, it just said that he was able to finally also kind of fund this this ambition that he always had to become a race driver. So. You know, all the time he's modeling, he's also working on, you know, saving money or, or doing what he has to to try to become a race driver eventually. Wow. So that's, that's, so, kind of, uh, that's amazing they could keep his head and his wits about him mm-hmm. in that sort of environment. You yeah, know? I know. He, well, he, had a, he had focus, and that's the, the part that we need to remember here is that he did Definitely. have focus on this. And th- there's an – he went to law school. He went to uh, – I think he got another degree in uh, journalism or something like that. Yeah, design and journalism was another degree that he got from a different school. But when he was – Studying for law, I guess it was in his last year, and um, he was following. Well, actually, during while he was studying for law, he was following the F, uh, Formula One circuit mm-hmm. around, and he was um, he was even raising money for teams and um, you know leading. I, I guess I guess he's getting more involved in the business aspect, right? I see. So he's 
you know, following this this group around, he became friends with a lot of uh, a lot of F1 drivers, uh, which is you know the right thing to do. Rub elbows with the the people sure. you want to be with sure. in the future here. So, um, at, at in the final year of his law degree, he made a bid to buy a Formula One team. Uh, there was a struggling team, Tyrell. Um, was a, a struggling team at the time, and he had this kind of idea that he was going to remake the team into kind of this, uh, and as the, the site here says, a, a glamorous and rock and roll racing team. <laughs> and cool. uh, actually, the people involved with it thought it was fantastic. It was a great idea because that's what it needed. It needed a little shot in the arm you know, to make it different. And um, unfortunately, his bid was overtaken by another group um, oh. of tobacco uh, sorry, British American Tobacco, which is BAT, mm-hmm. and now it runs today as the BAR Honda team. But he didn't give up on his dream of race cars. No, he definitely didn't because he he still had this uh, this idea that he's going to make something himself in racing and this this entrepreneurial spirit, you know, this 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 feeling that he could do it, and uh, so he continued to uh, I don't know pursue motorsports interests, and then he decided that you know what I'm going to kind of take over this on my own. I'm going to do something on my own and my own spin off of this, and I'm going to he t- t- took just six friends. And he did this 3,000-mile trip. It was really just a party rally event mm-hmm. that they, they forged across. I think it was just Europe um, at the time. And called it, uh, I, think, I think, what did it say? It said that um, it appeared to everyone from skateboarders to billionaires is what it says. So, <laughs> so they had this with this wide range of, of appeal. And it was even on, it was on like CNN, it was on uh, MTV. Maybe not originally, um, but it, now it is. Um, and they say now that it even makes the pages of Vanity Fair and uh, and Maxim everything in between, so it's really really a popular event, and it's just it appeals to everybody that you could possibly imagine because it has you know all these these real interesting components. It's you know this rock and roll lifestyle, mm-hmm. glamorous uh, mo- you know supermodels and mm-hmm. and fast cars and and uh, VIP locations and treatment and um, of course there's you know just the beautiful scenery and crazy personalities ex- involved. Exactly, yeah, it's really just a, a cool event. Um, so you know that original six person rally has now turned into something much much bigger. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's. Fantastic! I mean, it gets a lot of coverage, especially last year. I saw a lot of video of last year's event, and um, I believe it was last year's event. And um, yeah, it was 2009 because uh, the entire route was within the United States, which is kind of unusual because usually mm. it covers several continents. In fact, oh, go ahead. yes, I'm, I'm my, sorry, my, I've got it. I've got to interrupt because I saw the map on the website, mm-hmm. and I was looking at this, and it was very perplexing to me as someone who would not readily describe themselves as a race car driver mm-hmm. um, I was very confused by the routes uh, the route that went over the ocean yeah and I thought you know I know these are probably exceptional cars perhaps even better than my car <laughs> or your car I'm not saying we have bad not, cars oh, but no 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 not perhaps these are yeah, these yeah. are really. These are not ATVs, though. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're flown uh, across uh, across the Atlantic uh, to to compete in the rest of the event. Now, like I said, it's not a race. So the idea is that you know everybody gets to these checkpoints, right? And, and what happens at the checkpoints then is there's a big VIP party, and there's a rock band rock band playing, or maybe there's like a um, you know snowboarding demonstration or something like that with the top athletes in the world. There's um, it's it's truly like five star accommodations and treatment for everybody involved in this, everybody that's participating, all the way through it from start to finish. And uh, I mean, it's it takes I think I think it said something like sixteen million dollars is what it costs to host this event. And who, 
who is uh, well? Okay, first off, when you say host, mm-hmm. when we say that, do we mean for each checkpoint, or do we mean for the overall race? Overall race, sixteen okay. million dollars for the overall event to happen. This is like eight days, yeah, seven or eight days, eight days, I believe. And um, it usually happens in May. There was one exception to that. I think it was in two thousand eight. Um, it happened in August, and that was so that they could time the end of the event in Beijing. Uh, during the Olympics. Uh, I see. And uh, they also tried to avoid other racing events and other um, other known events that the clientele like to participate in normally or elsewhere around the world. Like they try to avoid uh, when the Cannes Film Festival is going to be happening. Sure. And, um, there's some other events, that, you know, maybe something in Vail or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, there's, there's a lot of different events that they try to not correspond with so that, you know, the, the clientele is able to do both. Um, because if you're invited to, to join in this, uh, it's pretty exclusive. And there is a significant entry fee. See, there we go, Scott, to the heart of the matter. Um, and I, I see where we're going with this. Let's talk a bit about the clientele. Now, you, I, was I correct when I heard you say that they have to be invited? Um, no, well, yeah, they do. They have to be invited. And I think that you can also, you're also able to just say, I want to participate. And then you're reviewed and found out if it's, you know, mm-hmm. if you kind of fit, I guess. It's not really, it's not that it's so, it's so exclusive. It's just that the entrance fee, are you ready for this? Hang on, let me take a deep breath. Yeah, let me brace myself. All right, I <laughs> got my got my elbows on the armrest. I don't Go. know what 2010 entry fee is. I know what 2009 entry fee was. Lay it on me, brother. Forty four thousand dollars. What? Really? Per, per team, per vehicle. Canadian? No, that's not even pesos. That's oh, dollars. Man. U.S. dollars. Oh. Forty four thousand U.S. dollars per per team. So that's per car and mm-hmm. two people on your team because you okay. have to have a driver and a co-pilot. Right, um, you know, for directions and just kind of as we talked about with rallies. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, yeah. yeah, and this is just another form of rally because there's, like they they say it here too, there are hundreds of rallies that you can choose from. This just happens to be one that's drawing a lot of uh, a lot of glamorous people mm-hmm. to it right now. This is one with a lot of flair. Yeah, exactly. Style. <laughs> a lot of flair. That's Ready right. for it? Panache. <laughs> <laughs> All right, panache. I like it. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what what do they do when, okay, so let's say, let's say that, um, you know, you and I or uh, you or Jerry decide to hop in to this rally Mm -hmm. and you have your car and you've got your entry fee paid and, you know, let's say you're driving Jerry Spotting and you guys get to a checkpoint. Do you just end up partying the rest of the pretty much time? Yeah. How, how does that work? Because I would think in an, in an actual rally, especially a, a rally of this length, you know, people wouldn't be out drinking or staying up really late because they have to be alert, don't well, they? they? They covered this in their uh, FAQ section that I looked uh-huh. at here. It said that um, they don't they don't provide copious amounts of alcohol the, the nights prior to days when you have to drive. Okay. So, they, you know, they know that there's responsibility factor there and, you know, they want everybody to enjoy everything because it's the, the best of the best, this, this mm-hmm. entire rally. So... Um, I'm sure that there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of partying. That's just the the crowd that this draws, and and right. the events are kind of you know that that type of event. They kind of um, geared toward that. Exactly. It's concerts. It's it's exclusive nightclubs. It's you know everything. It's again, it's 100% VIP treatment mm-hmm. for those eight days, and that's what your forty-four thousand dollars buys you for those uh, those evenings and days. I mean, because you're you're around. Um, well, I guess the elite, you know, the, uh, um, the celebrities, supermodels, rock stars, sports stars, mm-hmm. uh, people that just, you know, wealthy investors that have a lot of money and fast cars that like to do this type of thing, um, collectors, uh, just anybody who is really, really enthusiastic about this type of event is is there. Um, now, last year's event, when I said $44,000, that, yes. that was strictly within the boundaries of the United States. So you're not even talking about really transpor- transporting the car. This year, there's transportation across the Atlantic involved. The year prior to that, and one that I can I can give you a figure for, in 2008, they started off in San Francisco and ended in Beijing, like I mentioned before, right, for the Olympics. Right. Um, this covers the uh, you know the the uh, flying the, the car across the, the ocean. Um, not only the the lodging and the partying and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, just right. everything else, all the people involved in the whole thing. The entry fee in 2008 was $120,000. I mean, cars are heavy, and the Pacific is a, <laughs> is a large ocean. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a hundred and... One more time? $120,000 for the 2008 entry fee. I just don't know what I would do with, you know, if... I, I don't know what I would do with that entry fee money, even if I... I, it, it would just make me rethink my priorities, mm-hmm. you know? I guess, but if you're racing your million-dollar sports car sure. in, in an event Absolutely. Uh, that, that happens once a year and it's very exclusive and, you know, maybe you're invited, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be racing with 
other, you know, celebrities and other sure. investors and, you know, just wealthy individuals. And we're kind of talking about a, in terms of audience, there's a large audience for this, mm-hmm. uh, this uh, rally, but in terms of participants, it is a rather small world. So a lot of times I bet people might even recognize each other from earlier years or earlier rallies. Exactly. Yeah. Now they've got a, uh, a limit set on the number of cars uh, recently. Okay. They cut it down to, well, remember the first event was six people. Yeah. And I don't know how many cars. I don't know if it's six cars or three cars. Probably three, if I had to guess. Probably three. Um, you know, just for the driver, co-driver thing. Um, it grew to the point where there were 200 cars participating in 2003 and 2004. And then they realized that that was just too many. It just got to be too big. Yeah. And um, they pared that back the next year, the following year. And since then, they've run um, 120 cars on the grid. So Maximum, right? Maximum, yeah. So 120 is the limit. And they try to get something unique. Now, um, it, it's... It's not that you can't go out and drive your, uh, you know, Mercury Lynx station wagon in this uh, from 1981 <laughs> right, or, or whatever you want, but you got to remember that you know you're traveling. Not only are you traveling 3,000 miles in eight days or seven days, whatever it is, um, but also that you know this is about you know style and and the unique vehicle that you have. And sure, that may be unique on the roads right now, but not exactly like a a Bugatti Veyron or sure. you know a Ferrari or something like that. Right. Of course, Lamborghinis and there's all kinds of different cars. There's classics that are that are involved. Uh, muscle cars. There's uh, even now they're starting to have some electric vehicles like the Teslas has competed. Is um, there a Tesla? Yeah, the Tesla competed. I believe it was last year. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, there's there's great variety and and sometimes celebrities will will use this event to promote movies or they'll use it to promote um, you know maybe um, causes I guess like I think I think I read that Daryl Hannah competed in a vehicle and I want to say it's a Hummer but I'm not 100 percent sure. Daryl Hannah competed. In a vehicle that uh, used only biodiesel, uh, and that okay. was kind of her thing, as you know, to promote biodiesel, mm-hmm. biodiesel for that um, for that time. And I'm sure it was a lot of fun, and you know, it was just good event for everybody. They they were able to run and do whatever they want. So you know, you've got this wide variety of people in pickup trucks and um, you know, crazy pickup trucks, you know, wild stuff, but, right? Um, Corvettes and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and whatever, what have you. I've Maybe got a, an old Jaguar or something, you know. I've got to ask uh, what happens at the end. The end. The very one, end. one gigantic party, I'm sure, happens at the end. Now there there are no prizes for the winner of the rally. Okay. Uh, you don't you don't win the rally. Yeah. There's no way that you're going to win your entry fee back. No. In fact, they um they tell you that you know, there's no prize for first place, and actually racing in this whole event is discouraged. So if you're if you're seen or or understood to be um, I guess engaging in the racing element is how they said it. Oh wow! Um, that you're automatically eliminated from the competition or the the event. Which is why they go so far out of their way to say this is a rally, not a race. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. this is a this is like a partying road trip. Well, it is. There, the there, now there are prizes at the end, but they're not for winning the race. Okay. Um, now I, I should I should before we yeah. say that, this is this isn't a race, but. I clearly remember seeing a video last year of a, uh, I think it was a Bugatti getting pulled over. It had been, it was being actually transported on a flatbed after it was arrested, um, or the, the driver was arrested. Uh, I think they were going something like 180 in the desert or something like that. I'm sure it's very difficult to go slow in a Bugatti. I, I think that you know, I, I also read somewhere else that said something like, you know, there's a there's a ridiculous amount of distance in these uh, in these stages. And if you were to drive the speed limits, which is you know the goal of this thing, yeah, I don't think you'd make it there on time for the you know the big event. <laughs> so, um, I it's not it's not 
It's just kind of understood that maybe that might happen at some point on the road, you know, between sure. competitors. There might be a little back and forth, uh, you know, straight shot racing. Mm-hmm. Um, not encouraged by any means. The the uh, the founders of the event say, you know, we don't want that. That's not the about. point of this. It's not the spirit of the rally. Yeah. So, in fact, spirit of the rally. That's what this uh, spirit of the gumball is. What the trophy is that that. Um, is awarded the one trophy that they award the the event awards spirit of the gumball that's right spirit what, of the gumball what, what do we have to do to get one of those <laughs> well it's not apparently it's not i don't know not anything uh, terribly unique really this this trophy i mean it would be great to have one but sure. it's a, but it is a gumball machine with um with gum included Oh, it comes with gum. It comes with gum. Well, it's that's a gumball cool. machine with gum. That's your uh, that's your trophy. I guess that's kind of a trophy. And the idea that that's the the team, and I'll read this here. It says the team embodies the uh, uh, the, the most the free, uncompromising. Uh, hang on, let's say here. I'm trying to read my own notes, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the I'm most free, uncompromising. The most free, uh, yeah, uncompromising <sighs> character of the rally. Sorry. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, basically Boy, the guys, rough. What? The, the people Man. who are the coolest people yeah. at this eight-day party. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it kind of sounds like. I got a 
improve my penmanship. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the thing about this is that the winners, I believe it was last year, so it's not about speed, it's not about your wealth or whatever. Right. The winners of one, one year that I saw mentioned was a 1960 VW camper van. They were the ones who won the Spirit of the uh, Spirit of the Gumball awesome. trophy. So it's not, you know, the the 1.2 million Bugatti that won that one, or 2.2 million. Right. Um, it was the uh, 1960 VW camper van. That's the only trophy you can get. That's that's from the uh, from the event itself. Now okay. you can win sponsor awards for you know the best car, the most uh, most style, you know whatever okay. whatever the sponsor. Um, deems is appropriate for their award to to give to uh, certain people. They they select the individual that most embodies what they uh, they feel, um, you know that award symbolizes. So there's no there's no equivalent of raspberry awards or something for you know there probably ugliest is. car. Or there, there probably isn't, but maybe it's given by a sponsor that has something to do with that. You know, maybe <laughs> right. a body shop. Yeah, maybe uh, a mean, body shop. Maybe That's a body good. shop has uh, you know biggest dent award or whatever. You know, yeah, big, uh, yeah, Biggest accident award. I don't know what what that would be, but um, something like that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So, so let's see. Next year, of course, as we know, it begins. I believe it begins in Europe, and then it crosses over into the United States. Yeah. Let me shuffle my notes one more yeah, time, yeah. and then I've got it. Yeah, they start in London. They start in London. On May 1st in 2010, and this is actually going to be the 12th running of the uh, Gumball 3000 this year. Uh, so on May 1st, 2010, they start in London, go through Amsterdam, okay. Copenhagen, Stockholm. Um, I think from Stockholm they fly to Boston, but I'm Boston I'm not sure about. Okay. Um, I didn't. I saw that in some places, not in others. Um, so that, that's the transatlantic flight that you saw. And, of course, right. the... Uh, the cars are on cargo planes. The you know well strapped down in a cargo mm-hmm. plane, and the uh, the participants are in, I guess, just the most luxurious plane. First you could class, and uh, well, uh, just some outlandish VIP sure. plane. Right. Um, and then they go through Montreal from Boston. They go to Montreal, Toronto, and then they end up in New York. And that's just what did I say? Uh, on the seventh of two thousand ten. That's a. I mean, that's a pretty hectic travel pace. And you know, I'm a little bit sad to hear that. They're not actually making racing the point of it because when I saw that transatlantic flight, I was mm-hmm. so excited, Scott. I thought in my head there was this image of these two drivers, you know, barreling down the runway to try to get into the cargo plane before the next guy. That and would be cool. Hit the clock. That would be cool. That would be incredibly dangerous, but it would be so cool. And if you didn't make it in time, you had to wait for the next shuttle. You'd have to wait for the next one, yeah. All the way across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. The stakes are high. Interesting. The stakes are high. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This sounds like, honestly, I know I say this about half the time when we talk about races. This does sound like something I would want to do. Really? Yeah, man. It's a, are you kidding? I don't know. Too much commotion for me. Commotion. Yeah. But races are co- <laughs> about commotion. You know, I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not. Okay. I'm not terribly starstruck either. Okay. I don't. I, I could stand right next to. Uh, I don't know. Pick any actor or whatever. I wouldn't even look to my left or right. Morgan Freeman. I, no. One of the best American actors no. alive today. No. I wouldn't even look. Wouldn't even ask him his name. Wouldn't even say, "Hey, I appreciate your work in whatever you're in." Because yeah. uh, I'm just not, uh, I'm, I'm just not that way. So yeah. um, th- this, this doesn't hold as much appeal to me as something that's just outright motorsports or an outright rally where it's you know just a bunch of guys that are enthusiasts doing this. It doesn't. I don't. I don't like the. Uh, it's not that I oppose it in any way, or it's not mm-hmm. morally wrong or anything like that. I'm just right. saying it's just not my thing. This is more about um, the lifestyle and the the um, 
um, the glamour and the you know the, the frills and everything. And that, mm. that to me, that's not appealing. I would rather you know pay an entry fee of a thousand dollars or five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and not that I can afford five thousand dollars for a rally, but if I could, I would do something like that where you may have a chance to win some of your entry fee back plus some um, at the end of the event, or you know just I, I don't need the VIP parties every night and things like that. You know what? I will. Throw a little twist your way mm-hmm. and completely agree with you about the celebrity stuff. I'm not, uh, how did you phrase this guy? I'm not star easily struck. starstruck, yeah. Because to me, you know, celebrities may or may not be nice people. I don't know. I haven't met most of them, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the few celebrities that I have met have been more or less very, very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just an issue of respect, but of course, you don't want to, I, I would feel kind of like a fanboy if I was spending eight days running up to people asking them for their autographs, you know? I would severely be there to party. Excuse me. I would be there to party severely Mm. to to the exclusion of others. I I would be uncomfortable trying to talk to somebody like that 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 I didn't necessarily have much in common with. Um, Not that, you know... Dude, you pretend you don't speak English. That's... Oh, good idea. See, that's partying 101. You don't want to talk to someone. All of a sudden, you were Scott from Quebec. Wait. Quebec. I know. They would speak English. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think of... Maybe French. uh, Yeah, I'm trying to match your face somewhere. Mm. Um, Anyhow, I think think we've we've learned a lot about this. Um, the, The last question we've kind of answered, which is, of course, would you do it? And you said you would rather, there are other races, other, excuse me, rallies that you would rather participate in. And I think I would do it um, more so just because it sounds like a great deal of fun, mm-hmm. which is what Maximilian originally it sounds like he was setting out oh, to do. Yeah, understood. That's exactly what he wanted, and that's exactly what it is. So it's it's perfect. He's he's done a great job setting that up. I don't uh, I don't discourage anybody from you know trying to to get into something like this. I, I think it's great, but uh, it's just not for me. That's all. But to Patrick, Shane, Chris, John. And Damon, you guys, uh, this is our take on this. Uh, we, we're hoping that you have enjoyed this. We hope we gave you a little bit more information. And, uh, you know, who knows? You might have enough time to jump on the rally if, if you wish. That's right. They also need a support team. So maybe uh, all five of you can get together and uh, figure out who's going to be the driver, co-driver, and then the support team, the chase team, or whatever. Boom. There, there you go. go. Done. All five. Taken care of. <laughs> Okay, and to the listeners, everybody else out there, once again, thanks for tuning in. Scott and I have to head out here for a little while, but you can always reach us at email if you have an idea for a topic or a suggestion or any kind of comment. Uh, that email address is highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com, and we would love to hear from you. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.